Coming up, everybody, an expert on the show. She'll help me lose like 150 pounds. Apparently, I'm a lot bigger than I sound on the radio. Just kidding. But you will get some good tips to be healthy, lose weight, and find happiness with less food. Next on the Matt Townsend Show. Good afternoon. I'm Devin Dewey for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Don't expect Congress to reach an agreement on the tax cut extension anytime soon. AP correspondent Jerry Bodlander reports. House Speaker John Boehner says the Senate passed bill which extends the tax breaks for everybody but those with the highest incomes would be a big mistake. Still, he'll let Democrats bring it before the House. We're more than happy to give them a vote. Republicans will defeat that effort before pushing through a bill similar to what was defeated in the Senate, a tax cut extension for everybody, no matter their income. The House will vote to stop uh, the small business tax hike. The final word on everybody's taxes probably won't come until after the November elections. Jerry Bodlander, Capitol Hill. But President Obama says he's going to keep up the pressure on lawmakers to pass the, the extension of middle-class tax cuts, even though action before the election seems slim. AP White House correspondent Mark Smith has more. A day after the Senate narrowly passed the extension, the president was pressing the case during a cabinet meeting. I would urge the House of Representatives to do the right thing. He says passage would reassure the vast majority of Americans and businesses at a time of global economic worry. We can provide them certainty right now for next year that their taxes will not go up. However, House GOP leaders say Obama's plan, which exempts top earners, is a tax hike for job creators. And while the issue will take center stage on the campaign trail, legislatively, for now, it's effectively frozen in place. Mark Smith at the White House. After the stock market closes today, Facebook will release its first earnings report since going public. AP correspondent Julie Walker reports. Facebook has a lot riding on its profit report. The world's largest online social network has to prove to investors that it can continue growing revenue from ads. The company already warned investors before its rocky initial public offering two months ago that Wall Street's expectations were too high. On average, analysts are expecting Facebook to post earnings of $0.12 per share on revenue of $1.16 billion, according to a poll by FactSet. Julie Walker, New York. And American swimmers are bringing an Olympic rookie to London. The American swim team is full of Olympic veterans. Then there's 17-year-old Missy Franklin, the team's frisky puppy. My first Olympics, it's been so much fun. The day we first got here and we had all our uniforming, I was literally going off the walls. I was running around and like giving everyone hugs. and It's definitely hard to control that energy, but I know that I need to do that. Franklin's down for four individual events, as is Ryan Lochte, including the much-anticipated 400-meter individual medley, where he's competing with teammate and defending Olympic champion Michael Phelps. The race will give the whole team a lot of energy, Franklin says. Warren Levinson, London. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Devin Dewey. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, a guy that's about to lose 20 pounds in a very painful procedure called diet and exercise. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the show. I have been, what's the word? 
hate hating. Uh, I've been I, I have been avoiding this show, even though it was my idea um, for years. <laughs> even though I've only been doing this show for a few months. Here's the deal, folks. Um, apparently, there's some people out there that need to lose weight. Don't know them. Never seen one. But I'm sitting in line at a buffet of all places in Utah. I won't name names. Um, with my children waiting in line to buy uh, to pay to get in. And as we're waiting in line, my cute little baby boy, seven-year-old Josh, just kind of comes up and gives me a hug. And then he just kind of works his hands to my belly. And then he just kind of squeezes my belly. And then he's like, wow, um, Dad, how much do you weigh? And I'm like, quiet. We don't need to talk about that. He's like, yeah, you've got a belly. He didn't say it like belly. But you've got a belly, Dad. And I'm like, I know. Leave me alone. I'm doing a radio show on it, so get off my back. So what we're going to do, folks, is I'm going to try to get some expert advice in here for the show. And we are going to, together, all of us as a group, I'm still trying to get enrollment and buy-in from my team here, we are going to try to lose weight or gain weight. Some people in our studio need to gain weight. Some need to lose weight, I guess, and some just want abs of steel. No, they want a six-pack. So we are going to be bringing in an expert over the next few months, Jenny Grothy, and she is going to work us over. She's going to help us with diet. She's going to help us with exercise. She's going to um, give us everything we need to get that svelte look back so that we can get out on the town and my child doesn't need to grab my belly. And the goal is just to be healthy. So as you're listening, I'd love you to join in. And if you have any questions, any issues you want us to address about weight loss, give us uh, an email at mattchat at byu.edu because we want your involvement in this as well. Please, we do not want to do this alone. Now, it's funny to me that weight is becoming such a big deal because, uh, you know, in the lobster world, you may have heard of this story. A big, heavy weighted, uh, heavy, overweight lobster gets like celebrated. There's a lobster named Lucky uh, Larry in um, Waterford, Connecticut, that weighs 17 pounds, and for some odd reason, he sounds so good to eat, and um, just with a little butter. And I'm I'm sitting here reading this neat story of the 17 pound lobster, and everyone they they put together everyone in town I guess got together they built this huge hey put Larry back in the sea, Larry needs to go home he's lived 80 years in a where in a an aquarium I was gonna say a bucket but he's lived 80 years in an aquarium and now they have freed Larry. No one, and, and the the owner is not going to tell us where they let go of Larry, where they released the cute guy, but um, because they don't want anybody to just accidentally catch him. But it takes seven for years for a lobster to get big enough to even keep. Now this this dog has been around. This lobster has been around eighty years. That is a lot of good meat, and he's been released. The problem is they probably. I hope they remember to take those little rubber bands off. Or Larry's going to be in a world of hurt. So um, I don't get it. We love lobsters. They're great. They're big. No one – they love them. And um, and yet there's still just the rest of us that I guess we gain a little weight and they just want to 
hurt us and bring in experts to make us lose the weight. So we all know this weight stuff's a big deal. Professional athletes obviously have uh, have to be the experts of fitness, right? But it hasn't always been that way. Ben Wagner talks to us on how athletes have gotten ahead of the curve when it comes to fitness and nutrition. The worldwide fitness and wellness industry has exploded over the last couple of decades into a $500 billion industry. Countless fitness magazines and websites have sprung up almost as frequently as new ads for miracle fitness devices and weight loss plans or new pyramid schemes for magic supplements. Furthermore, the industry shows no sign of slowing down. In fact, it is growing exponentially, expected to become worth a trillion dollars just a few years from now. Lost in the shuffle of all the glossy magazine ads and slimming TV commercials bombarding us with proven results and 30-day money-back guarantees is the fact that we actually do, scientifically speaking, know quite a bit more about health and fitness than we did just a few decades ago, and these advances in nutritional knowledge are having a large impact on the arena of professional sports. For decades, professional athletes have had predictable career arcs peaking as athletes in their mid to late 20s, starting to slow down in their early 30s, and hitting that washed-up and or retired stage by age 35. Take Boston Celtics legend Larry Bird, who won three straight MVP awards from 1983 to 1986 between the ages of 27 and 29. Larry Legend's last great season came in 1988 at the age of 31, and afterwards, age and injury started catching up to him. He saw a precipitous drop-off in his performance, which finally led to his retirement in 1992 at age 35. And this, until recently, was the typical career arc of elite professional athletes for most of the history of organized sports. But as our knowledge of how the human body works has grown by leaps and bounds over the last two decades, professional athletes have become much more attuned to the long-term benefits of increased fitness and nutrition, a fact which is evidenced by athletes who are capable of playing at an elite level longer into their careers. Now take NBA point guard Steve Nash. He's won two NBA MVP awards. He just signed a three-year $27 million deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. And he averaged 11 assists per game a season ago, good enough for second in the league. And by the way, he's 38 years old. At 38, not only is Nash still one of the elite point guards in the NBA, but he appears poised to be so for the foreseeable future. Nash's secret? He's an infamous nutrition fiend, removing glutens, sugar, fat, and processed foods out of his diet. Nash furthermore works with physiotherapists, designing workouts specifically tailored to keep him in tip-top shape. And the result is Nash's ability to still compete at a high level despite being well past the traditional basketball prime. Now Nash might be the most prominent example of an aging athlete extending his career, but he's far from the only one. Players across professional sports are having longer-lasting careers than their predecessors by implementing our collective increased knowledge of nutrition and fitness into their careers. Chipper Jones is 40 years old this season and batting 313 for the Braves. Kobe Bryant just finished second in the NBA in scoring in his 16th season. At age 49, Jamie Moyer won two games for the Colorado Rockies this year. And today, for Great Britain, Ryan Giggs, at age 39, will become the oldest footballer to play in the Olympic soccer tournament. Just 30 years ago, it wasn't uncommon for basketball players to smoke in the locker room. Now, it's not uncommon for them to have their own chefs, nutrition specialists, and personal trainers. Athletes have discovered the benefits of good nutrition and personal fitness 
without the gimmicks, schemes, and miracle devices. Now if only the rest of America would follow suit. Well done, Benjamin. We are attacking it today, folks. We're going to get you educated. You're going to be like a professional athlete by the time we're done today. And we're going to have Jenny Grothy on. She'll be coming on for the next about three months or so just to slowly tear us apart. We'll be back, and we're going to get into the plan, the program, and the ideas that we all need to gain weight for a few of us and to lose some for the rest. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Next up, the astronaut food that's perfect for babies and you as well. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Back in the early 1980s, scientists at NASA and aerospace contractor Martin Marietta were exploring systems to create oxygen in space through the photosynthesis process. They discovered certain types of algae contained a couple of essential fatty acids that are present in human breast milk. The substances, called DHA and AHA for short, were found to have vital nutrients that promote development of a healthy brain and nervous system, as well as good eyesight. Those benefits make it a valuable ingredient for infants, especially premature babies. Some of the researchers spun off their own company to pursue research on microalgae. These days, baby formulas around the world are enriched with DHA and ARA. Since the nutrients are just as good for us adults, you can also find the additive in a host of other breakfast foods. It's just one example of hundreds of products that were born out of space research that have made their way into our daily lives. And it goes to show that while there's no secret formula for successful research, sometimes the research does turn out to be a formula. Baby formula, that is. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. There's an answer to every question, a solution to every problem. What place should the provision of education or health care occupy on the list of social and political priorities? Join a group of leading scholars and experts in the conversation about practical and constructive solutions to today's societal issues. BYU's Wheatley Forum shares motivating and inspiring ideas on the present and future of our world today. Join us on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, we are talking about getting fit. It's going to happen, okay? I just finished a uh, a six-and-a-half-year degree, education degree, and it's I'm tired. And so I I used to run. I used to be fit. You used to be able to bounce a quarter off my head. And now you can't bounce anything off of me. Um, it just sticks. And so we're gonna we're bringing in an expert, and they're gonna help us, and we're gonna we're gonna beat this idea up. So if you're out there and you want to lose some weight or get healthier, or if you want to gain some weight, some people just need to gain weight as well. Lucky, we're gonna talk about how to do this healthy. And before we bring on our guest, we gotta go to the great biking debate. It's called now. One great way to way to lose weight is to leave your car at home, right? Lace up your sneakers and walk to work, or 
you could just ride your bicycle, right? I do not like riding my bike to work, mainly because I value my life. Well, it's not that I'm opposed to fitness. Bicycle riding is fantastic Saturday afternoon on a trail or up in the mountains. But riding to work never works out that way. You're in a hurry. You're trying to get to work quickly. And I've done this. I've tried commuting to work by bicycle. Twice. I left my apartment, crossed the river bridge, and then rode through a busy neighborhood. In traffic lanes, of course, because there's so many cars parked on the street, there's just no room to ride off to the side. Crossed the seven-lane boulevard mid-block because there's no stoplight. You don't want to ride a mile down to the end of the road. Across a fast-food parking lot in front of those hungry and attentive drive through customers who are so focused on the french fries box, they almost run you over the minute they get their food. Finally, out onto the parkway. Which sounds nice, but it's really just a road that was supposed to be a freeway. But the Department of Transportation never had enough money to actually build it into a freeway. So it's a 50-mile-per-hour road with at-grade intersections and, most importantly, no sidewalk. Now, there is a bike path, but it's on the wrong side of the parkway. And have you ever tried to cross a freeway? I'm not going to try. So you get riding along, and then finally, that last mile, you do get a bike lane. But I really don't like those things because they just give you a false sense of security. Paint doesn't make a very strong barrier if a car decides to veer out of its lane. And that last mile to work is this gentle hill that just begins to sap all the life out of you and you arrive at work sweaty, smelly, wheezing, mainly because I'm out of shape, because it's been too long since I've ridden my bike to work, because I hate arriving at work smelly, sweaty, and wheezing. (laughs) It's this vicious cycle. And I won't begin to add in the trouble that happens once the snow starts falling. All right, let's get one thing clear. I'm not one of those spandex-wearing super bikers that goes on 100 milers every weekend, but I do enjoy pedaling a good solid bicycle. Now, as far as comparison with Rob's tale of the dangers of getting to work, I think it's a good debate. Rob and I live about a block apart, so we pretty much have the same ride to work. For me, bicycling to work is actually faster than driving. This is because being on a bicycle turns you into a traffic law mutant cyborg. You're half car, half pedestrian. Because of this, you can take shortcuts through parking lots, cross the footbridge over the river instead of driving an extra mile around, and if necessary, hop up onto sidewalks in order to avoid traffic lights. It's annoying to drivers, but a lot of fun on a bike. And that's why I love riding my bike to work. It's exciting to ride in traffic with a bunch of cars. It does require some trust of those around you, but I haven't had any serious problems. And I always wear a helmet. There's just no better way to start the day than by beating the car next to you off the line when the light goes green. Sure, I'm sweaty and out of breath when I get to work, but it goes away eventually. Plus, people don't bother you as much when you smell bad and can barely talk. Biking to work is great. You save gas money and reduce carbon emissions, The exercise releases endorphins so your mood is better, and biking that strenuous uphill slope on the way to the studio is so worth the thrill of flying downhill at the end of the day. Good advice. I think I'm going to go for, I don't know, I think if you're judging your fitness program by how you smell, I don't know if it's a good idea. So I think I'm going to just go for um, not riding bikes to work. I'm going to go for bringing my car. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are bringing on our, our guest, Jenny Grothy. Now, Jenny, you can find Jenny at Jen, 
uh, hyphen fit, gen-fit.com. And uh, she's got it all. She's a nutrition expert. She's certified nutritionist. So it's called NGA nutrition certification. She is a sports nutrition certification. She's a CrossFit level trainer. Yikes, that scares me. She also has an incredible blog um, with recipes, which is what this is really the main reason I wanted you on because I know you could, anyone can probably help me work out, but I just want to be able to eat. Yep. And you've got the recipes, you've got the goods. So, Jenny, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. You ready for. the, this is going to be a big deal because we've got quite a group here, and everyone's got a little different need. Mm-hmm. So, And then what we're thinking is that over time we'll have you on, I guess, like every couple of weeks, yep. and then you'll tweak us, check in, we'll do whatever, I guess, we'll give you our numbers, and then uh, we'll take your advice. Okay. And But I really – there's a few guys I'm worried that need to eat more. Okay. Because <laughs> like – Sheldon actually blew away. I saw him in the wind yesterday, and he was blowing, and I had to go chase him down and step on him and um, picked him up and brought him in. And then, But we want to be able to do a bunch of things, right? Yep. Lose weight, get fit. So where do we begin? As you are a coach, fitness expert, I want to lose roughly 15-ish, 20 pounds. I could probably lose 30 pounds, but I really am thinking 15 to 20 pounds. Okay. Mainly want to just get healthy, want to get fit. Where do we begin? Okay. Well, first of all, um, you know, I, I think that we live in a culture where um, a lot of people want to lose weight. Right. And you're always, you know, you're watching TV. There's all kinds of commercials, the latest books, whatever. There's all these different bad diets. Yeah. There's and a new pill, by the way. Have you heard about the pill? Oh, which one? <laughs> this is the new pill called Q-Simia. Okay. No, I haven't heard of that okay. one. This is brilliant. Because to me, I have a feeling I'm going to need some of the drugs that are in this. There's two drugs, fentermine, which was part of the okay. fen yep, scandal. I remember that. And topiramate. Okay. Now, do you know what topiramate's for? Um, sure. So these two drugs combined are what create this drug, Qsimia. But topiramate, um, believe it or not, is an anticonvulsant. Okay. And apparently these two drugs combined can help you lose weight up right. to about, at the highest level, about 11% of your weight over a year. Okay. So um, am I going to need an anticonvulsant with you? <laughs> I'm going to say no. Because <laughs> I don't need an anticonvulsant. I'm not, a, I'm not a pill pusher by any means. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's part of the problem too because, um, you know, so many people, you are looking for the quick fix. Right. You're looking for the latest fad. I mean, we've just been scripted that way. We think that if it's not one, you know, diet, it's got to be another one. And the reality is, in my opinion, because I've been there, yeah, yeah last time I was on. Yeah. We talked about that. We now, talked about, about you, Weight you Watchers. Had, you had gained a lot of weight over <laughs> oh, yeah. time and then you decided I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. As you remember, like in my 30s, that's when I, I put on like 60 pounds. Yeah. Um, I was working a lot. I was really you know worried about climbing the corporate ladder right. and I just kind of lost myself and I'd given up. Um, I didn't realize that my metabolism had slowed that much and I had created all these bad habits. And just like the majority of the U.S. population, I just I put on a bunch of weight. Yeah. And so right away when I when I finally wanted to do something about it, I turned to whatever the latest fad was because right. that's what we do. I went to Weight Watchers, then Jenny Craig, and then the Atkins diet, and you know, you name it. Pretty much, I tried it. Totally, yeah, I just went through the motions. And um, for me, when I when I was thirty eight, that's when I kind of had my aha moment, and uh, I just made the decision I was done. And actually, that's so that's that's the very first thing I would say yeah. is that you have to decide. 
this has to be unlike any other time. Like, I don't know if there yeah. have been other periods of time when you've wanted to lose weight. Never. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. I really haven't. <laughs> well, good no, for you. Been... I'm a little bit jealous. Well, I mean, I just think it's, you know, it just comes and goes. Yeah. But I think, but, you know, yeah, there's no. definitely a lot of people who, who have tried, but then, you know, you give up before you give yourself yeah. the chance to really do it. So first, the first thing I would say is you have to make the decision right now. I'm done. And there's no going back. You're only going to press forward. If you're looking back, it's only to say, I'm not going to be that person oh, anymore. See, because that's scary. It's that, well, it's just, not, you know, giving up is no longer an option. Right. And that's what I had to remind myself every day. So that's the first thing. That's good. But I guess you don't have to, you just have to say, I'm done with being unhealthy. You don't exactly. have to say, I'm done with Twinkies. Oh, gosh, no. Uh-uh. No, I mean, no, you can eat a Twinkie. No, all things in moderation. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's not, that, it's not that you're done with anything particularly. You know, it's just that you're done being unhealthy. unhealthy. You don't want to be that person anymore. Yeah. And in order, you know, in order to get different results, you know you yeah. have to make different changes. Right. I love this, though. So, That's good. I can do that. Okay, good. Because <laughs> we're gonna. Gosh. Okay. So, uh, so if I can get in, and anyone out there listening, are you done? Have you fed? Now it's interesting. You were at thirty-eight. Now was that around your twenty-year reunion? Because to me, that's you know that was an interesting time where you start thinking, oh yeah, that may have been a time where I thought I probably need to get in better shape. Absolutely, and I remember. I mean, it's funny. I think women are a little bit different from men. I remember going to my twenty year reunion a size ten, and that's it sounds so trivial, but it was a big deal for me because I had been a size fourteen. So at ten, I felt wow, like I was on top of the world. I was super excited, you know, but. Absolutely. We have we have those little things, you know, or big things that kind of are our motivators. What else do you see are the big like motivators? Where where do people tend to trip up? Because before we get like into the whole plan, where do you see people s- sliding? Where it's it's probably not being fully in. Yep. Thinking they can always get out. What else do they have to do? What else will I have to do to actually make this? I want it to be a habit. So yep. before I used to run three and a half miles a day, three yep. to three and a half miles a day. I used to love it. It was very easy for me, yep. and it's just like now every time I get out of bed, I'm like, ugh. Well, I think, you know, like as far as where do people trip up, I yeah. think people trip up because there's too many rules. There's too much. It's too overwhelming. Where to start? You know, if you haven't, if you've been inactive for a long time and you haven't been really eating the way that you, you know, you believe that you yeah. should, I think that you just, you feel like, Why? Yeah. You know, it's no use, yeah, right. you know, if whatever I'm going to do, it's not going to work anyway. Yeah. So, but I think that it's just, there's so many rules and there's, you feel so overwhelmed. You don't know where to start. So my goal yeah. is we're going to start with the little things and, you know, start making those little things habits. Excellent. And you can, you can work a fried Twinkie in there. Um, you know what? We actually probably could work a fried Twinkie in there if that, was, if that was your choice. Am I going to have to get rid of, <laughs> on um, occasion. am I going to have to get rid of a diet beverage? The way, okay, I, and that's going to be part of the goal setting that we're going to talk about, things that you need to, okay. that you want to leave in and things that you want to leave out. And even those things that you're choosing to leave out, um, I believe in moderation. So if that's really the thing that you are uh, craving after weeks, I say go for it, yeah. you know? That won't be it. For me, it's cold stone. So <laughs> I, really work, I work cream? in cold stone. Really? I love it once a month, at, if sometimes even more. But Whoa. that's just, you know, I, I wonder what moderation. I'll miss. Chips. I want. I like. I'm. I'm a salt guy. I'm not a sugar guy. Just give me chips. Give you have the salt. Yeah. And, and again, we'll we'll talk That's about good. We all need of that. This. We need the. We need the whole thing, and then we'll just kind of build my plan for a bit. I want to bring in the other guys and have you give them some advice because okay. um, I really want this to be a team thing. And then we'll come. We'll have. We're going to have you back for sure every couple of weeks, and you're going to just. 
have to, I'll check in with you more than that, but we'll yep. we'll do it on the air. And then we're going to change, folks. This is for real. So if you are out there driving your truck or you know coming home from work and you're thinking, okay, I really want to do this, jump in. This is your chance. We will follow up on it for the next three months. 90-day challenge. Is that right? Wow, that seems so long. <laughs> 90 days to lose weight to get healthy. We're talking with Jenny Grothy from jen-fit.com. Great coach, trainer, uh, nutritionist, knows it all, can help us with so much. We'll be back after this break, everybody, right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This'll take a while. Sometimes... It's better to take things slow. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Join Dean Duncan weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Good afternoon. I'm Devin Dewey for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. The Obama administration is announcing a major new effort to go after health care fraud. Unlike previous efforts, this one involves the federal government and private insurers working together. A joint venture will pool claims data from the big federal health programs, Medicare and Medicaid, and from private health plans. Then mine it for evidence of unscrupulous health providers trying to game the system. Things like double billing or doctors putting in for more hours than there are in a day. The new partnership underscores President Obama's complex relationship with the insurance companies, which he routinely attacks on the campaign trail, even though he relied on them to help pass his health overhaul. Mark Smith at the White House. The government is out with its latest weekly jobless numbers. The number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits dropped by 35,000 last week. And while those numbers were skewed by seasonal factors, it was the biggest decrease since February of 2011. The Labor Department says applications fell to a seasonally adjusted 353,000, down from a revised 388,000 the previous week. Economists view the recent numbers with skepticism, though, noting that the government struggles to adjust claims figures to reflect temporary summertime layoffs in the auto industry. Matt Small, Washington. A two-time gold medal, gold medal winning fencer will carry the flag for the United States team in Friday night's opening ceremony. Mariel Zagunas will lead Team USA into the opening ceremony Friday night. A day after she was elected by her teammates to be the U.S. flag bearer, the two-time gold medal winning fencer said, I'm such a fan of the Olympics, and I didn't get a walk in 2008. But, of course, I've always watched the opening and closing ceremonies and, and been so proud to watch my team. Zagunas will lead a team of 529 into the stadium Friday night, and it's the first time the U.S. Olympic team will have more women than men. To be their leader and to be the one selected by them to, to have that opportunity, is just it means a lot to me. In 2004 in Athens, she was the first American to win a fencing gold in 100 years. John Klobuchar, London. And the Olympics' top swimmer looks to finish his career with glory and enjoy the trip. If Beijing was a banquet for Michael Phelps, London is dessert. It's kind of, this is the closure, and it's 
really how much, how many toppings do I want on my Sunday, and that's what I'm doing. The winner of a record eight gold medals four years ago stands to become the most decorated Olympian of all time, but he insists he's not focused on the medal count here. He's just having fun. Nevertheless, he and teammate Ryan Lochte get the games off with a bang Saturday night when they compete in the 400-meter individual medley the race Lochte took at the trials. Warren Levinson, London. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Devin Dewey. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are doing it. We are going to shed some poundage. I don't know if that's the real word for it. We're going to be losing some weight. We brought in our expert, Jenny Grothy, from jen-fit.com. She's a coach, a guru in helping us get fit. She does CrossFit training, nutrition. She just beats you down and lifts you up. Is that your word, Jenny? <laughs> I would like to think that I don't beat people down, I don't but know why. I hope it's that just, I lift them up. No, I've seen your pictures, and... They look really beaten down. <laughs> no, they don't. It's great. So, Jen, here's what we're going to do. I I need a plan. Okay. So if you're me, I'm fairly healthy, really. I have a lot of kids. I run around. I can do – it's just I need to lose 15 to 20. I say 15. I probably need to lose 20. I guess I don't know what my weight's supposed to be. So maybe I ought to get there someday. But 15 to 20 pounds, and I want a health regimen that is easy, that I can do anywhere, anywhere, like hotel – I don't want to just be stuck to a machine. You know okay. what I mean? So where do we begin? Okay. Work me. All right. Well, first of all, we're, I'm we're not going to be able too. to. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you got your notes. I've got my plan. We're probably not going to be able to cover all of it today. Okay. And that's partly of. Let's start simple. Okay. We're going to start simple. And we've already made the decision that. I'm doing you're it. You're doing it. I'm in for eternity. You're in for eternity. Not just for three months. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> we're. Um, We've also decided this is not going to be a fad. It's not. A, it's going to, not going to be a typical diet. No, but I am doing this so I can have faddish clothes. You're going to have. Okay, well, that's a different kind of fad. Is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that works for me. I am in I really have to do this. But really, the way that I approach it, I'm just going to kind of take you through the the thought process. Okay. Is that um, we're going to make it simple. Yes. And we're going to break it down. But before before you do anything, and this kind of goes back to some of our old days, yeah. is goal setting. Yes. And I think that's really important because I know that you keep saying, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Well, great. That's awesome. But what does that mean? So, you know, you want to lose 15 pounds within three months. Um, I think that's great. Is that doable? Oh, absolutely. That's doable. Well, I look Most like definitely. David Hasselhoff. That might be a stretch. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you're going to look like, a, you know, a different Matt Townsend will for I sure. Really? Absolutely. Do you think my so, wife will be like, wow? Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's what we're going for. <laughs> that's, well, and I think that's actually really good, too, because that's part of it. I mean, when you're goal setting, you want to kind of think be, beyond just the number, but the why. Right. Why is it that you're wanting to do this? What is it that's motivating you? And then, so you've got your long-term goal. That's the 15 pounds in three okay. months. And then just kind of chunking it down. So don't, you know, Please don't use the word chunk. <laughs> well, hey, it is so applicable to what <laughs> we're talking about. 15 pounds in three months. Break it down. Down. That's and then those chunk are your it words. Okay. But then yeah, you're going to break it down into a little bit, you know, more reasonable goals for each month. Okay. You know, so maybe within the first month, you know, if all goes well and once we have the plan in place, maybe you're looking to, you know, to lose 5 pounds a month, which I think is definitely very realistic. Is it really? Most definitely. You know, and you you 5 pounds a you month. You might even surprise That's you might even surprise yourself. Yeah. Man. So, it's a lot it's, of chips. it's 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> that is so, that is a pound a week. That is not that much when you think about it. it. it when really, you think of calories and you're burning so much, if you just take so little in, you're it seems like a no brainer. Yep. Definitely. And so that's, okay, that's, that's one that's part hopeful. of your, your, your goal setting. But also with your goal setting, because we're, you know, we're, we're going to be doing some different things with exercise, but also with nutrition. And that's kind of where that's I feel huge. it's the bread and butter yeah. for looking good. Because, uh, it, you know, you'll, you'll see every type of body in the gym, yeah, totally. um, but you won't see that body. They might have tons and tons of, you know, muscle under yeah. whatever it is that they're carrying around. Yeah. But you're going to see the most significant changes when they make changes in their eating habits. Okay. So, I, and I think that's my biggest deal. Because I probably just work enough, walk enough, sweat enough, exercise just by getting in and out of my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that I probably get enough. I get a lot of exercise, but it's the, it's the food. Because yeah. I, I, I'm always eating late because I'm always getting home at 9. Yeah. That's not good. Okay, good. So, so let's do the nutrition too then. Yep. So the nutrition, again, so same thing with as, as far as goals. You know, what are some of the things that you know um, – you know, you know what your eating habits are. Yeah. You know, you know some of the things that are good and what are bad, and you know, some of the areas that you might need to to, to work on. Uh, one of the first things that I, when I'm working with um, with people, I'll usually try to help them get a reality check. Oh, great! Yeah, I know, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> but the best real. way to do that um, is to is to be real, like eat normal for a few days and track everything. Okay. I mean, and don't try to be, you know, cutting corners and leaving things out because yeah. you know that you're writing it down, but actually, you know, be real about it. Write down everything, write down quantities. If you, you're, you're using condiments or sauces or whatever it might be, put that down there. Cause this is going to be your reality check. This is going to be the thing that you're going to go back to, to evaluate on. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's, wow. that's what I need to work on. Um, if you want to take it one step further, which I personally like this again, cause it's, it's accountability. Right. And I think accountability is huge. Yeah. Um, especially if you're if you're holding yourself against your own goals, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, two, I only have a few goals. Yeah. So, so then, um, but as far as with your reality check is, you know, even using a system like MyFitnessPal, I think is one of them. Livestrong.com is another, where you're taking that food and you're entering it into a system and trying to get it as accurate as possible. Because then what that's going to do is it's going to um, give you the total for each day for how many calories, oh, how see, many I fats, never... how many proteins, how many carbs. And I'm not saying to do this long term every single day. Okay, you just got to get but a plan. I, mean, I just, get going. just to kind of because you know you might be. I, there's a lot of people that I've worked with. They say, "Oh, well, I think I eat pretty good. I eat pretty clean." And then they enter it, and they're like, yeah. "Oh my goodness, that's this huge awakening." They're eating enough people for or enough food for two people. Yeah. You know, their fats are out of the. But see, I guess then I got to know what they all are, right? I need to know proteins and you don't. Fats need, and well, you will and, know that, okay. but you won't need to know that initially because when you enter it and it breaks it down and it tells you, I like it that. spits out that information. Okay, that's great. And so that actually would be my first challenge. I'm they're my fitness pal, and I bet they have an app, don't they? Oh, I'm sure they do. And or Live Strong is the other one. Live Strong. Okay. Um, but then that my challenge for you is to get me that information because that way we can have a reality check as to where you're at currently. And do you that really for want a few me days. to go, or can I just go back? I know what I ate yesterday. That's fine. I know what I ate the day before. That's good. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Well, I'm the same way. I'm a yeah. creature of habit. You know. So, yeah. That's but easy. you know, there's there. You know, if if you can't remember, for anybody who might be listening, That's you know, it's idea. just be real about it and, and capture it because this is going to be this is kind of like your base point. And I'm not going to say this isn't this isn't going to be you forever. This no. has just be, been you for however long, and we're going to use that as our guide on what changes we need to make. So then I get that to you, and then you can start to say, "Oh, you eat way too much processed whatever. You need yep. this." Absolutely, because then, then what we're going to do, and again, because remember I told you, yeah. people are scared off when there's too many rules or yeah. there's too many things that you have to change all at once. Yep. So let's.
let's just say, and I'm not saying that you do this, but you, I know that you said that chips is a big thing for you, and, and yeah. soda might be yeah. another one. If you get soda, you need chips. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, and they're right need, next to each other. And you other. need queso, and you need... <laughs> <laughs> then you need some queso. <laughs> Avocados. That's... So, but you need to... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to make one change at a time, because, again... When you're overwhelmed, yeah. that's when you fail. Yep. And if we can make one change, or maybe even two, okay. a week successfully, love it. Then you know and build on that. That's what you're talking about wanting to make a habit, yeah. and that way you're not having to you know forego everything all at once. Because yeah. if you do that, you're going to be like Jenny. Forget this. Yeah, this After is a week, horrible. like this is the worst plan ever. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> I don't like you, Jenny. So what do you think? So this week, my plan is uh, uh, do the fitness pal or livestrong.com. Yep. Get you that data. Do your goal setting. Goal setting. And then um, wh- and then just what should I start? Should I just those two things? I mean, that I can do. Yeah. I can do that because you've yet to ask me to run. Well, and I can still eat junk food. So this is the <laughs> easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Initially, it's going to get okay. a lot harder from here. Should I, I promise. just I really want to start exercising. What should I do this week for easy would, exercise? OK, we talked about this just a little bit briefly. Um, first of all, with exercise, do what interests you. Because again, same thing. I think a lot of people will get caught up in, well, everybody goes to the gym or yeah. everybody's playing, you know, um, it's ball Zumba. or Zumba Zumba's or whatever. what interests me. I, okay, fantastic. <laughs> I love a good Zumba workout. <laughs> what I say is wherever your interests are, you develop your time around yeah. that. So if Great. you if you enjoy playing basketball or if that's something that you used to play and you miss it, I say make that your exercise. Oh, and then do that. You know, If you can fit that in three, four times a week, awesome. If you need to break that up, like maybe, maybe there's another hobby that you've been wanting to develop. Maybe one of your goals when you're writing down what your exercise goals is to maybe one day, one day do a half marathon. Okay, well, in order yeah. to do that, you can't just show up. No. You have to start, you know, getting out there, that walking, is... jogging. I mean, we'll we'll put in we'll put it. in place a, a specific plan, but just get out there, move, Ugh. do something. Twenty minutes, you know, at the bare minimum, get your heart rate up so you're actually breaking a sweat. But do something that interests you because if it's something that you have a passion mm-hmm. or you have an interest in developing, you're more likely to continue doing it. See, if that's easy. So for those listeners, three things they should be thinking of. Set some goals, mm-hmm. very tangible, basic. Goals and the why on and the what, why. What it, what it, you know, what's the real reason? What's the, what's the real motive, motive behind One reason, goals? I saw a picture of what I looked like when I was 21, mm-hmm. not to brag, hot. Yeah. Totally hot. <laughs> and skinny and Smoking. svelte and just, mm. And so I just want to get anywhere near that area, yep. which would be great. Then B, look at the data. Go start aggregating data for what you're really eating because it's going to come down to eating yeah. Healthier. Yeah. Changing that habit. I mean, it's pretty easy when, when you're looking at your exercise, you, you know, you, you either did it or you didn't within the week. Right. But with food, we eat so much so often every single day that a gut feeling either. like, I, you know, I think I eat pretty good when the reality is maybe, maybe not so much when you actually have the hard data in yeah. front of you. Love it. Okay. So, and then I'm going to start exercising 20 minutes minimum. How many times a week? I would say but three, I'm, it'll be three more, to four. Yeah. Okay, but three again, to four. Anything but something is love, better than nothing. That's and, good. You know, if somebody if somebody is is wanting to just do something and they say, "Oh, I can't do three times," if it's only two times, totally. Again, don't let three be the deciding factor. I'm just I'm putting that out there. That's good. Whatever you do is something better than what you're. Well, it's not funny doing when we now. go on vacation, we do it all the time. We yeah. exercise all day, every day. It just you just do it, and then I'm really sore for months. Yeah. Well. So we're gonna fix that now, Jen. I want to invite some other of our producers here because they all have different goals. Okay. 
And I think we'll go around and have you just throw out a little bit of advice for all of them. Who, anybody want to begin? Anybody? Don't be afraid. You're all on the radio. You've done this before. I, this is my first time on the radio, Matt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, well, she already kind of answered my question because for me, what I really want to get into is is I'm so busy with here, with school. Dating. Uh, not so much. With a lot okay. of things we'll that work I have on that too. No. <laughs> occupying my life these days. That uh, I just don't, I can't find the time to exercise yeah. regularly. Um, but, but you I think, love ball, you love basketball, yeah, you love I think sports. She really answered my question That's to it, find man. the find the. You know, I tried to start running earlier in the, yeah, in the summer. I tried to go running every day. And yeah. I did it for a couple of weeks, but it I, I find that I, right. I really hate running. First off. It's just not very fun. See, this me. is we're doing but, this for the Olympic show, so you can run right. while you watch the Olympics awesome. or or Team USA basketball. Yes, uh, but I think she answered my question, and that I need to find something that, in terms Me of too. exercise that I'm passionate about, that I want to do 20 minutes a day. And basketball is something that, that I used to be able to do two or three hours a day. I yeah. did it all the time. So that's, that's easy. I, so I we're going to check in on Ben. Okay. And Ben and just a little running or a little exercise. And, and it's going to be the basketball. It's that's be where the passion was. B-ball. And Maybe not the talent, but the passion. No. That's right. Hey, we don't t- – that's – talent's ir- irrelevant. <laughs> Who Now, who's up, Coco or Sheldon? Coco. I'll be, I'll be next. Okay, Coco is – now, she the, – the Olympics are in England. Yes, they Coco, are. Coco. So you got to represent. Do I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I want to get a six-pack. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to happen. But. Yes, you can do – okay, six-pack. What do we do with Abbage? How do we get the abs to appear? Okay, because I haven't seen mine since high school. I've never yeah. had any. <laughs> <laughs> well, and okay, a couple things um, with with the six pack abs. That the the hard reality is that everybody's bodies are built differently, and so the abs that you might be totally coveting on somebody else may or may not be achievable on you. Mm-hmm. And that's just the hard reality. Not saying that they can't look smoking hot because they totally can. Well, you could airbrush but, them, but right? I, yeah, oh, yeah, true. you totally could. You can go in for the tanning. <laughs> I've seen it done, actually. But um, like for me, for instance, even when I'm dieting down when I was doing figure competitions, my abs do not look at all like a six-pack. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they, they're my own, and I'm proud of them, but they don't look like that. Okay. However, in order to get the best abs that you possibly can have, so much of it that is going to come down to diet. Yeah. It's really true. They say 80, you know, for, for sure it's, it's going to come down to just um, eating clean, which is one of the things that Matt and I will be talking about, you know, in another show. Clean. But just, yep, eating clean. Just, and that's all that means is just being smart about the foods that you're putting in your mouth. That includes, you know, that um, healthy fats, some, some good carbs and lean protein and just, uh, you know, eating learn regularly. That. That's good, though. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's diet it's diet. It's making some minor adjustments. Right, because I'm actually a vegan, and so my problem is I eat a lot of carbs. Mm-hmm. So I, eat, I will eat potatoes because, like, I don't get, oh, I don't eat like other, <laughs> I don't eat oh, meat and true. stuff like that. So I need to like really cut back on those things, or like know like ha- like when to eat them and when not to. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, like especially like with potatoes and stuff like that. Some of the the, the starchier carbs, I find that um, my body in particular does a lot better when I'm keeping that more around my workouts, mm-hmm. and I can burn through it. And so as the day goes on, I t- kind of taper off. I still have a ton of carbs. I I have so many carbs. But I'll transition more to fibrous carbs like green vegetables and things like that. So, um, you know, and when you make just slight adjustments like that, that that also can help so that you can start seeing a little bit more definition because there's still carbs, it's still fuel, it's still going to give you mm-hmm. the energy that your body needs, but they're just they're they're just going to lay on your body differently. <laughs> that's ah, oh, that's huge. That's interesting because you'd think it would just be abs and just crunches and stuff, but that's part of it. Uh, but it's it's probably the lesser part. Hey, Sh- Sheldon's got a weird one for you here. Um, this is probably not one you get a lot. Um, he has abs. 
That's about all he's got is, is <laughs> nice. abs and bones. So, Sheldon, what's your goal? Well, uh, well, goal you're forcing upon me. And yeah. Stuff. What's nice. the goal that you have Yeah, you, you didn't pick duress? this goal, did you? We actually uh, have two. We have two, and Rob can step in, two that want to gain a little weight. Yeah. It'd be nice to put on a little weight, uh, specifically muscle mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and basically one of the things I'd like to have is just more energy in general and stuff. Okay. So... You bet. Well, you know, and it's actually going to be kind of the same answer, but a different approach. So again, it's going to it's going to come down to you know again eating cleaner and making better choices, but more of it. So you know, I think a lot of times, um, especially with guys, because if for guys can just get away with a lot more than women can. That's just kind of the reality. And so you know, for instance, my cute husband who looks awesome, but he can put away things that I just there's no way that I would be able to, and and you, it does not show up on his body. You oh, know, lucky. but if you're looking to put on some good healthy muscle mass and you're working out to help you know to build that because you have to you have to be doing that part too but um just increasing um increasing those things so you know again with the with the carbs and with the proteins keeping your proteins up you want to make sure that roughly you have about one to one um, one and a half grams of protein for every pound you weigh so that kind of gives you a little bit of a guide as to how much protein you should be taking into your body every single day. Um, again, assuming that you're doing the workouts, uh, but then working in those healthy fats because you need all of those things in, in you know, direct combination in order to help put on, put on the weight. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize, but, uh, you know, maybe just eating a little bit more than what you normally one, would of those things. One thing that... Uh, but the carbs are going to help you with energy. One thing that they run into is some of these are like starving students. Yeah, that's literally. my situation. My, so my how do diet you, is just not healthy. And maybe that's a big that. thing. And are there some resources they can go to to get healthy? I mean, can this be inexpensive? It definitely can. And the biggest part of that, because um, students or not, it's planning. And, you know, it's just it's planning ahead, buying in bulk, preparing it once or twice a week. You know, it's not the funnest thing in the world, and especially, you know, for, for students. And, for, yeah. for it's, and again, I think that women, we're used to doing stuff like that. Guys, not so much. It's not so fun. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, as long as you, if you have a plan, you know what it is that you need to eat and how much, and you do that once or twice a week in large quantities, then you, you know, whether you're, if you're out for class or whatever, you, you can grab that instead. That's great. And be closer to your goal. Okay, we're going to come back. Uh, Jenny Grothy from Jen Dad. Fit.com. She's working us over, helping us gain abs, lose chunky chunk lunks, and uh, gain some weight for all of us. We'll be back on the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Getting a Wi-Fi signal from the flickering of your desk lamp. Next. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Wireless networking is very handy around the house, connecting your computers and peripherals like printers, phones, data pads, or even the TV. But broadband Wi-Fi radio signals also come with problems. Their bandwidth is crowded, so there's only so much room for multiple hookups, plus the radio signals can leak through your walls and be received by unwanted users or even hackers. A team from the Fraunhofer Institute for Telecommunications at Heinrich Hertz Institute in Germany has a novel idea for an alternate Wi-Fi system based on light, and it's already installed in your home. It uses the lights in your house to broadcast Wi-Fi signals from room to room by flickering at a rate so fast that the human eye can't register it, but a photo sensor can. To make the system work requires LED-based bulbs driven at thousands of blinks per second. 
So far, the test version has a data speed of about 230 megabits per second, but the developers think they can double that without too much trouble. And a chandelier looks much classier than most data routers. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We've been talking about our own little uh, journey to losing weight, getting healthier, exercising, getting abs. And, uh, you know, we all know that it can be hard to avoid the fast food thing, which is my big problem, especially when we're constantly on the go. But some of us might take it a bit too far. Here's one of our producers, Corinne Collins, reporting on the food crimes that she commits. Before I moved to America six years ago, I hardly ever ate fast food because it was kind of expensive and not nearly as readily available as it is here. But since moving and buying a car, boy have I gone overboard. In fact, not only have I developed an incredible penchant, perhaps even addiction, to junk food, but it appears that all the people I spend my time with have one too. And to make matters worse, we all seem to have strange combinations that we crave. I spoke to a few of my fast food junkie friends about what they like to indulge with, and here's what they said. Prepare to be grossed out. What's your favorite junk food genre? I'm cooking up a trash disc right now. That's what I call those $1 Totino's pizzas. I go at absurd hours constantly, like 4 o'clock in the morning. or just I mean, I've wake, woken up just from sleep before. And just rolled out of bed and got in the car and driven to a fast food place. Baby Ruth. You know? Yeah, Baby Ruth. So I, I had to talk myself out of buying a Baby Ruth today. It's not even noon. <laughs> I'm going to eat a candy bar for breakfast. I've done it. I've done it multiple times. A week ago, uh, for lunch, I went to Carl's Jr. and got chicken tenders. And then I went to Burger King to get their sweet potato fries. And then I went to... Sonic to get a milkshake, and then I think I ended up at Wendy's for just a hamburger. It was quite disgusting, but I, I, I mean, it was delicious. And No, but uh, on occasion, when I'm feeling like, you know, Uncle Moneybags, I'll get myself a, a McBanger. I mean, there's something, it's pretty common, it's called a McBanger, uh, and it's a double cheeseburger, and then you also get their dollar chicken sandwich, and you stick the chicken inside the double cheeseburger. Also, a McBanger with Mac sauce is just top-notch. You need the big Mac sauce on that. Um, one of my co-workers actually puts the, the whole, like, separates along the patties, the double cheeseburger patties, and puts the whole chicken sandwich in. So, like, four <laughs> slices of bread in there with the two beef patties and the one chicken patty. Nice. And I don't even know how you could bite into that, really. Do you put fries inside your hamburgers? Oh, definitely, yeah. Chips as well, like... Bag of chips if I have them. Um, Did you put those chicken tenders inside that hamburger? That one? No, <laughs> they were already eaten. That's the sad part. Like, <laughs> you ate them on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like I would be eating the previous fast food as I was driving to the next place. I don't know what I don't know what's normal and what isn't because apparently a lot of the things I do aren't normal. Like just dumping a whole thing of chicken nuggets into a frosty and just stirring it. Oh, up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you didn't explain that. I thought you. Were but like, it's so good. <laughs> no, but like one. you need them all. You need to them. Or you may, they may as well all be in there if you're gonna dip them in one by one. Because you're gonna dip every oh. bite. You're gonna dip every bite. 
So maybe some of that sounds really disgusting, but I can't point any fingers at anyone because I enjoy a McBanger as much as the next person. I love dunking chicken nuggets in ice cream, and I've been known to put tacos inside my burritos and then fold them back up. And on a bad day, there'll be fries in there too. And on an even worse day, I'll wash it all down with a large milkshake that also stands as a dipping sauce for a churro. And in all honesty, I don't want to be this way, especially since most of the time I am vegan. I have a seven-layer burrito without cheese or sour cream, please, and a small fry. And you know where those fries are going. But the real problem is that I spend most of my time talking to my friends about how we want to stop eating this stuff, and we'll be good for a day or two, and then I'll get a text saying, "I just ate a whole bag of family-sized Doritos," or "I stopped at Del Taco on the way home and got enough food to feed a small village." But it's really hard. One of my friends passes four Del Tacos, two McDonald's, two Taco Bells, and countless other fast food restaurants on the drive home from work. But he can only stay strong until that final fast food restaurant rolls around. And the next thing he knows, he's ordering half the menu. We try to be strong, but sometimes we're just helpless in the face of a greasy, comforting menu. And then the food crimes commence. It might be disgusting to visit four fast food restaurants in one meal, or to put fries in a burrito, or to put a chicken sandwich inside a burger. But it tastes so good, and maybe we need help. So if you face the same problems as me and my friends, I guess it's a good thing we've got a professional in the house to help us fight our fast food demons. Because maybe it's time we stopped being food criminals. <laughs> so it's funny because、uh, when Jenny heard about the McBanger, she gasped. <laughs> Did you hear the gasps? <laughs> No, You're right, Jen. It was more the nuggets and the ice cream. The nuggets was, and the ice cream. That was cream. even more of a stretch for me.、But. You can't just imagine a chocolate-soaked nugget. That doesn't. A lot of things sound really.